Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. We just thought to take a little time out to thank the Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for season six. Thank you. Who would have thought a podcast could be a gift? Really? That press and be could spiritually uplift and simultaneously give a Pharisee fits. <laughs> all in all, you the one controlling it. So, the Lord is my shepherd. I can't go skit. So, this new pot life is like a skit, though. A lot of people swinging. I didn't even throw a pitch, though. Uh, forehead is flint, what I'ma flinch for? Nothing. We all gon' repent for what we did, so I'ma keep it moving. Ain't no stripper or no cussing gonna ruin what we doing. We are dwelling in communion. Assignment is different. Dwellers get the sentiment. Vulnerability's my superpower. How many feeling it? Thank you, Lord, for this influence. Without you, influence just don't make sense. Nah. If you've got a problem, who's going to solve it? It isn't going to be the therapist. The amount of stuff that are, that's going into our kids' uh, heads is unprecedented. <laughs> Everything in life wants to make you doubt God. That felt good. Hey, okay, great. How can you press your restart button in your life? I am going to help you get over your past, be able to embrace your present, and plan for an incredible future. So join me and let's reset together. And for a very short time, get Master Reset, every other course from Tim, plus an entire library of courses that will change your life. Plans are starting at $8.25 per month with the code BASEMENT. Click on the link in the description or go to tomap.com and sign up today. Welcome to the basement, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Tim Ross, I love you guys so much. I hope that you are all doing well. Shout out to Press B. Shout out to my dwellers. Shout out to the promoters. I love you guys. Thank you for your support. Um, and all of you crazy serial givers on PayPal and Cash App, what are you even doing? I ask this question every pod. 
y'all keeping us out here. Like we clearly cannot be canceled because your support is like, try it. I bet you won't. I bet you can't. I bet that algorithm, that algorithm can't because I bet you won't. I love you guys so much. All right. So I'm so excited. This is like, I don't even know, like, there should be a category for these type of pods. This is, I, I think I need to have like a category of like friends and family pods yeah. where I'm just like, you know what? These people are so close to me. I can't even call them guests. I've known them too long. Like we've been in each other's lives so long. There's so much relational equity that it's like, this, this is not guests. It's probably guests to you because they ain't been here on before. So I'm introducing to you. But like for me, we just chilling. Like we just chilling and talking. So um, I have two of my favorite people. Wow. I do. Come I have on, two of my me. most favorite people. Um, and uh, I've known one of these people over 15 years. Yes, sir. The other person I've been around I found out I've been around this other person for like 20 years and didn't even know it. So I might know I might know her more. I might have known her longer if the Lord would have been like put a spotlight on her than I've even known him. Um, If they have been on your radar, it's probably because you have been touched by uh, the giftings and the ministry that is on the inside of them. Um, They are um, a profound couple together uh, and they are incredibly unique individually. Um, And so I feel like I've won the human lottery twice that I have them both on uh, at the same time. So uh, we'll get into like more backstory and all that kind kind of stuff uh, as we get into the conversation. But for right now, I would like to introduce to some and present to others the one and onlys. Onlys. Robert and Taylor Madu are in the building. Let's we made it. Go. Wow. We made Clever. it. Let's go. Here. Come on. I got both of y'all here. Come on. This oh, is. It's so how does that even this. happen? That Tell is, them how it happened, babe. It basically says how much I love you. Yes. How much we love you. Yes. Um, so glad to be mm-hmm. on the basement. And uh, yeah, I don't do a lot of podcasts. I don't, no. I don't he does do- no podcasts. <laughs> You are you are an introvert like me. I came yes. out of the basement to the basement. <laughs> you came out of the grave exactly. to come to the basement. <laughs> oh my goodness! But I love you that much that I said, "This is good. this. I have to do this." And we have so many amazing conversations uh, that aren't on camera. That hey, said why not? Hey, well, I thank you oh, because we 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 are both introverts. Very However. True. Um, your introversion <laughs> is next level. You have to be secure within the relationship that you have with Robert Madu based on the way that his introversion is set up. That actually is so true. I text him by faith and I'm like, as long as I get a reply within 12 months, we're good. We're good. We're good. But this is what I love about you, Tim, is that we have that relationship. There's nothing worse. 
than somebody you didn't respond to. And I'm getting better and have gotten better. You are. But there's nothing worse than somebody that you didn't respond to. And then they make you feel worse. And I, I got I to gotta get beat up <laughs> <laughs> when I finally do respond. But you and I literally cannot talk for three months and we will pick right back up. Oh, absolutely correct. And talk, and talk for, like for three hours. hours. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. And I'll be like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm good. And I'm the same way. I'm like, I got my fix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that'll last me six and a half months. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for that. So uh, it is. No, truly, truly an honor to be on here. Thank you, man. Um, first of all, because we do love you so much, but also the fact that this started with me hearing a conversation about, hey, Robert, what do you think if I would do a podcast called The Basement? And to go from conversation to actualization and sitting here yeah. is um, absolutely phenomenal. And I'm kind of still in awe. Well, I'm so grateful you brought that up because um – you were one of the people I called when after the Lord told me to do the podcast, and I said no. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, do the podcast. Yeah. I, I I didn't have the faith of Abraham. Yeah. And so I had the fleeces of Gideon. So I called Mike. I called Sam and Hector. I called you. Yeah. And I was like, do you think I would be like the poser? Like, old. Yeah fuddy-duddy dude if yeah, i right. if i if i started a podcast and you were like you fool if me? you don't start this podcast, <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said the podcast medium was waiting for you so true. and it is amazing to watch watching you flow in this space i think it gives liberty and freedom to other people yeah to literally be who god has created and called them to be so i'm i was a subscriber before it was ever a subscriber it's it's, it's, it's dope it's dope all right so um uh i am i am going to do my best to play tennis between the three of us <laughs> right because a, a lot of times you know you get the husband and wife on and the husband does all the talking which is great <laughs> we love that we love to hear you talk and the wife is like sitting there like Whew. it's off of me <laughs> i ain't having it come on if i got hey. both of y'all on here both I of us need i to want talk. me a good a good 51 49 robert to taylor yes. mix this is what we need so so i i i could start with origin stories of like Robert, tell me like your background and how you made it in the ministry. And Taylor, tell me your background and how you made it in the ministry. I want to know how y'all got together. Oh, this is a good story. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know how y'all got together because I have my perspective. Wait, I want to oh. hear your perspective. What well, is no, your, no, no. What is this perspective? <laughs> the, well, this perspective. story? No, no, no. <laughs> I, I have the story. I have the origin story okay. from when Robert first told me about yes, you. Because y'all were friends. Yeah, because exactly. we were friends. And yeah. he started telling me about you. And I was hella overprotective. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because you already had a ministry and a yeah. profile and influence. And I'm like, who who this? <laughs> who 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 trying to get with my brother? And <laughs> How did you y'all meet? Yeah. 
Because if it was after an altar call, fool, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Tell her to take a number and get in line. Like I was, Honestly, I, that's very true. Yeah, like I was, I was literally like vetting. Like, like I was asking him hard questions. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. like, oh, dude, praise God. You, <laughs> right. We've been praying for you to find a spouse. I was over here like... I don't know. Make it make sense. Right, right exactly. So you're the reason why it took six years. For him oh, to my God. Like, oh, no, no. You are the reason. No. <laughs> I'm not, six no. Years, I'm not no. responsible for six oh years. I got married in 15 months. So from start to finish, from the time I laid eyes on Juliet to the time we were married, oh, I think was 14 months, 15 months. Man. So yeah, nah. I'm not responsible for that. But I am responsible uh, for them questions though. Yes. I did you ask them questions. questions. Everybody everybody needs a person that'll ask yes. the real questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so I want to know y'all's origin story. And I want to know it from both because obviously there's two different perspectives on it, right? And and so I want to hear it from your side and I want to hear it from your side. Okay. Okay. You want me to start? So what had happened was, uh-huh. like, as you mentioned, I um, was already in the ministry. I was traveling. I was preaching at all these churches. And I get a call one day. And this guy calls me up and he's like, hey, would you come speak at Christ for the Nations Institute? We just had a speaker cancel last minute. And yeah, I didn't want to be you. there that day. <laughs> yeah, might have. I'm just kidding. It wasn't. <laughs> me. I <laughs> no, it was actually uh, Eddie James. Shout out Eddie James. Yes. Uh, worship. I think their their van broke down, and they were like, "Who can we get to speak?" Uh, and in the room just happened to be somebody that heard me preach the weekend before. They said, "Hey, you should call this young guy Robert Madu up." So keep in mind, I am in my senior year at Bible College at Southwestern Assembly God University. All they know is somebody Robert named Robert Madu should preach. And they don't know I'm still in Bible college. So they're like, can you come speak to these Bible college students? I'm like, yes, of course. I would love to give an impartation to those young students. And I go to CFNI and I get there. And the day that I preach, they're showing a testimony video. They do it every Tuesday night. Um, A testimony from somebody in the student body. And on the screen, I see this blonde hair green-eyed Arkansas accent girl telling her testimony on the screen. Okay. They only show one testimony? They only, okay, yeah. yeah. They pre-record them for the whole semester, and then they go through. Adam McCain picks yeah. out which one he wants played for this night. So right. actually, Pastor Adam picked yeah. out my testimony the night he spoke. That I wasn't even yeah. scheduled to, to preach. Somebody else was, mm-hmm. and I was just filling in. So I get there. I preach. I don't meet her. All I see her video on the screen. I go back to my university the next day. There's a girl that works at my university goes, oh my goodness, was that you that I saw last night at Christ for the Nations preaching? I was like, yeah, you were there? She's like, yeah, I was there. She's like, I was watching a friend of mine who was telling her testimony video. Did you see the girl on the screen that was telling her testimony before you preached? I said, the girl with that strong Arkansas accent? Strong. I was like, yeah. I said, yeah, I saw her. She's like, it's one of my favorite Fresh. things about you. She goes, you are May not going to. you gonna, never lose it. <laughs> don't ever change it. She goes, you are not going to believe this. I have always thought you two would be perfect for each other, but I never said anything to you. But the fact that you were there preaching and I showed her video, you two have got to me. All right. So, so, so take me a little bit slower. Um, when you saw her on the screen, what did you think? I'm like, I don't like, answer that question. <laughs> With hot chicken with I was like, <laughs> girl, stop. Playing. No, I thought this Sodium. girl. I said this girl is. I said this girl is fine, and I said this girl has a strong Arkansas accent, and it was a powerful testimony. It was, yep. a, it was incredible. Yep. 
And so, uh, yeah, those were those were my first thoughts. Okay. But definitely didn't think I was going to meet her or there was any connection point. Yeah. And so, yeah, she's like, you two have got to meet. And so they put together, this girl put together this big group date that was all for us to meet, the most awkward group date <laughs> because everybody knew <laughs> that, oh, they're, they're meeting for the first time. Mm. And we went to the International House of Pancakes. Good old IHOP. Amen. And uh, it was so funny because I had heard she had this outgoing personality, but that night, I mean, I did not see it. She was just kind of like quiet and and to herself. But that was our super nervous. You know, that was our initial first meeting, mm-hmm. and then um, and then our one on one date like came sometime afterwards. But yeah. but that was the that was the origin story. All right, Tay. So how how from your side, how was that for you? Which part? Were you in the so you're. He plays that testimony. You're in there to hear him preach. Yes. Okay. Had, had you ever heard him before? No, never heard, heard of him. Never, never saw seen, him? Yeah. Okay. Never, I'm, I come from Arkansas, right? Yep. So what's crazy is like mine is going to be a little bit longer, but I'm going to try to get through it quickly. Not, okay. Hey, so, this, you know, I had the women, hour, the details. This could be a three-hour pod, <laughs> homie. Absolutely. Okay. Take so, your time. Okay, Do not I'm rush. Take my time. Okay. Absolutely. So I'm from Eldorado, Arkansas, right? Mm-hmm. Born and raised, PK, all that. Um, I want to go to Christ for the Nations because I want to pursue ministry, worship, all that. Well, um, my bags are packed and I'm ready to go to Dallas. I find out I'm pregnant. Okay, so I'm 17, pregnant out of wedlock. Um, I knew I wasn't supposed to be in this relationship, but I was like, I have to get out of this relationship. The only way I can think to do this is actually move away. But then once my bags are packed, I find out I'm pregnant. So Mm -hmm. my life comes to a pause, right? So, um... Fast forward, um, 32 weeks, have my baby, um, stillborn, and then, you know, my valley. But then I knew there was there was so much more that God had for me. That's yeah. a whole other story, right? Yeah. Yeah. So repack my bags back up, and I go to Christ for the Nations and pursue what I knew was always on my life, which was just pursuing him, whatever that looks like. So this is my first time to ever share my testimony. It's a big deal. It's probably, I'm like, what, a year out, I would say, a year out of, um, you know, the trauma, the tragedy, all of that. So the night I went to show it was a very big deal for me. It was the first time to really just put all of my junk out there, especially to the student body and then everyone else that was was coming to the Tuesday night service. So my friend who came to see me that night she leans over and says, this guy, like, I've wanted to hook you up with this guy. I'm like, huh? You know, so confused. But I'm yeah. also like, okay. Like, <laughs> hey, hey. Because he was super fine to me. Yep, he was yep, brilliant. Yep. And he was like an incredible communicator and just anointed and just all the things. And I, I loved a, a good godly man. Yeah. I, I honestly, it, it was very rare that we saw that in my hometown. I'm not going to lie. Where I, I come from, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I ain't it never was, seen nothing like that. It was, it, it was slim pickings. <laughs> So, okay. So, so I'm going to rewind real quick. What, what is crazy is, so right before I found out I was pregnant, this same friend lived in Dallas. So I had, I was, everyone around me who loved me, they were like, you have to get out of this relationship, even to the point where she's like, I'm going to open up my home and you come live with me for the summer. Cause they were trying to expedite the process. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you got to get yeah, out. Yeah. Well, when I went to visit her, she had told me at the time, there's a guy that I want to introduce you to. I'm like, a guy you want to introduce? I'm just trying to get out of this current relationship yeah. I'm in and heal. She's like, this guy loves the Lord. Like, he would be great for you. 
Well, then I go back home. I'm about to move. That's when I find out I'm pregnant. So everything is like pushed back and delayed. That night she was there. She's like, do you remember the guy that I tried to hook you up with before you ever, before you knew you're pregnant? This is the guy. And I'm like, I can't even like grasp anything, right? I'm just trying to heal and become who God's called me to be, right? Right, right, right. And so ends up that he goes to her office the next day and he tell like, she tells him that girl, that's the girl that I've wanted to hook y'all up forever. And then, what, six years later, we're married. Yep. So, yeah. And let's keep it at that six years. Don't go to the six years of on and off. I'm dating. grateful for the six years. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, no, I'm I mean. No, it was actually years. really good. It was looking back and not in the moment. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not asking y'all to, to, to dive into those six, but just hearing what you had walked out of to, to jump into something six weeks later. <laughs> yeah would have been wildly traumatic to your mental health. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I, 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 I say this as a joke, but I'm so grateful because I always say he saw my dirt before I ever met, met him. And I, like my upbringing, I remember dealing with so much shame and mm-hmm. like all of that comes with what I walked through, right? Mm-hmm. Um, insecurity and just not worthy. For whatever whatever guy was on the other side of my dr- my drama and my junk, mm-hmm. like – I just always felt unworthy mm. to receive the love mm-hmm. from that person. So especially coming from now, all of a sudden, here's this guy, loves Jesus, incredible communicator, fine, every, gifted. And now he's like, for the global capital C church, traveling the world, how will I ever live up to mm. this, right? So it was within that six-year window that I had to gain my confidence. And also that six-year window where he had to ease off on his expectation I had a, I, of perfection. I had, a, I had, a, I had a, a different dirt. I had that Pharisee dirt, <laughs> that religious uh, dirt. And really it came by, I had all these incredible mentors mm-hmm. and people in my life who were like, the most important decision that you will ever make after salvation is who you marry. I know ministers who weep at night because they chose the wrong person. Don't ever pick the wrong woman or your ministry will be destroyed. So this is what's in my head. But hold on. Was your mentor <laughs> Batman? No, I don't know why because, I went. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Why does he talk like that? Because that's, that's <laughs> the book. That's Bale. what Robert heard. That's what I heard. Christian Bale is your mentor. Was, <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Knight <laughs> is your counsel. I'm scared of him. Batman's but single, was, you know. <laughs> he shouldn't be giving advice. He can't keep anyone. But that's that is the vocal intonation I would give. Like this is Gotham City. Trying- this is not a joke. And I'm like, all right, okay. Oh we can't let God. the ministry go down. She better be the right one. And so immediately, wow. I don't the think ministry. they meant to do that. Right, right, right. But, but yeah, it, yeah, it, it set it me up on a you. horrible dating trajectory where the moment wow. I saw normal humanity, it was like, oh, there's a sign. She ain't ministry minded. So I'm looking for somebody that prays like Mother Teresa and right. floats in the room. And yeah. God had to really humble me and bring me to a place where it's like, yo. You got your junk. She got her junk. Um, you know, it was it was a it was a journey in that process. But that six years on and off was me just out of fear. Yeah, for sure. Going, oh, is this is this the right one? Is this the wrong one? But I got a yeah. Well, I was on the hamster wheel of just trying to keep up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah, like yeah, yeah. tap dancing. Does he love me? Does he love me? Does he? Yeah. Love me? Okay, okay. And then all yeah. of a sudden, I realized, which once again, six years later, but also through therapy, therapy, therapy. House of God, Word of God, prayer, just God transforming my mind, renewing my mind. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I was like, wait a minute, six years. Uh, 
if you don't know if you want to be with me by now, you probably don't want to be with me. So delete my number out of your phone. Hey, I remember. And sure leave did. me alone. Hey. <laughs> so, hey. but it was what he True. needed. Yeah, he needed the, a secure woman. Yeah, like for how, sure. Um, I'm not trying to sound harsh, but how like obnoxious is that? Like, whatever I can do, like, am I good enough? Am I worthy enough? Yeah. Like, that's just not attractive, no, right? Not. So it took, it took some years for me Very to get true. to that place. But I also have dealt with a lot of people pleasing as well. So that comes out in friendships, but also my relationship with him. Absolutely. But I, I, I gained a lot of confidence. God did a lot of work. I had to do a lot of work personally and I reached that moment, but it was in that moment. I think maybe three months later, there was a ring on my finger. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. No, it was, it was a wrap. As long as she was in that, like, Oh, I love you. I'll be here. But the moment she laid the hammer down, she's like, look, if you don't know by now, mm-hmm. I'm good. Don't call me. I was like, fine. I won't. And then like two weeks later, I'm <laughs> like, in my bathroom, I'm hat and shaved, got a bowl of ice cream. I'm like, oh, God, I'm sorry. I love to hear that. Honestly. I promise. I, I'm trying to play games. I'm for real. I'm for real. <laughs> but, but God gave me the greatest, greatest word during that season because I think I was waiting for this big feeling of commitment. Mm-hmm. And I, I learned that sometimes you have to commit your way into a feeling instead of feel your way into some commitment. And I was waiting for this feeling of, oh, this is it. And, and to get a word from God and to get writing on the wall. It's like, no, I choose and commit to you. I'm tired of playing games. Um, you're who I want to spend the rest of my life with. And it's been amazing. And it makes so much sense. Yes, absolutely. 11 years. This wow. August. Okay, so um, I, I want to hit on a couple of things because I think this will help some people um, in relationships, especially churchy people, mm. right? Churchy, churchy yeah. people, like you got the minister here preaching and you got the, the woman here with the testimony of what God brought her through. And um, you saw her video and despite everything you heard, you like, she attractive, Absolutely. right? And you're like, Oh, this is a man of God, and he's a great communicator, and he's fine. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about how important attraction is? Oh, my God. Because there's yeah, some people out here. Sure. There's some people out here that are deathly afraid that God's going to send them a monster. Yeah. Like, oh they're like, I'm waiting on my spouse, and they're, like, literally, like, teeth chattering. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fingers crossed like they're going to be please don't let them be a duck. Please don't let them be a duck, oh Lord. Please let them be elite. Can they be halfway cute? Yes. And I'm like God is not like some mean God that's like right. I'm going to make you love a scrub. Yeah. <laughs> right. Love a dub yes. scrub. <laughs> God's in your ministry is going to happen but he's ugly. <laughs> But God's going to use you two to shake generations. Oh, my God. You are going to be one of the most preeminent speakers in the world, but your wife's going to look like Leah from the Bible. She'll be looking at you and them at the same time. Like, that's not God's will, right? At all. So so I want to talk about that because I remember, so Juliet, when I married, not when I married, the, the first time I laid eyes on Juliet was February of 1998, Sunday night service. At Potter's house, youth service. Yeah. I'm I'm uh uh Chris Hill is preaching. I'm I'm on the floor uh during altar call, laying hands on people, and you know, he has 
this prophetic edge, right? So he's prophesying over people and all this kind of stuff. And as he's prophesying over some, my back is turned to the platform. So I hear him prophesying over somebody and the prophecy he gave them, the prophetic word he gave them was identical to a word that I received the year before. Wow. Oh, wow. So I'm thinking as I'm hearing this, he's prophesying about me, but my back's turned because I'm serving people. So I turn around and it's Juliet. Wow. Man. And I lay eyes on Juliet. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> my wife's Afro Caribbean. Yeah. And she got a bump. <laughs> my, she got a bump. I would love to tell you the way she worshiped. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just drew me in. The tattered pages of her Bible <laughs> let me know how much of a yeah. deep conviction. <laughs> when I saw Ephesians highlighted, that's when I knew. No, when I saw that booty, <laughs> I didn't know if she was a woman or God. <laughs> I just knew God had my attention. I was attracted to Absolutely. her. Absolutely. I've known her 25 years. I've been married for to her for 24. I am still as attracted to Juliet Come today on. Yeah. as the first day I saw her. It makes my kids wildly uncomfortable. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're teenage boys now, so they're like, Dad, stop. It's our mom. I'm like, before it was your mama. <laughs> and after it's your baba it's my wife right, <laughs> right let's go so so i just want to I, I just want to talk about the importance of yeah. that because this is at a this is at a a physiological level you can't even get into a person absolutely unless there's something that's drawing you together yeah. obviously that that's not what holds up any relationship at all right exactly but there had to be that spark of interest yeah or else what are we talking about? No, what's that old little joke they used to say that it's easier to get a ugly girl saved than a saved? What's that? I'm, I'm about to mess it up. Now, if you're thing. ugly, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 the poor girls out there. I'm like, it's, it's okay. easier to get a fine <laughs> girl saved than a ugly saved okay. girl fine. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'm I'm butchering a little bit, but you get yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Leah was gonna be Leah <laughs> exactly in perpetuity. So I say that, however that that little adage goes, yeah, attraction absolutely has to be there, and I think people are crazy to think that God will actually make you be with somebody that there's not that original spark. Now, if that's it, eleven years into marriage, yeah, I will is, say yeah, that exactly. fine will not sustain. I bet you it won't. It, <laughs> Anything. I know that for a fact. For exactly. sure. <laughs> but definitely, initially, that has to be. Yeah, that has to be the attraction thing. And I wish that the church would do better about uh, not putting guilt on people because you know, because hey, I I love them. I love that they love Jesus, but I'm not attracted to them to know that that's okay. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. That's fine. Yeah. I want you to say something about it. Because you said fine three times in your narrative. He was fine. fine Well, no, yeah, I think it's really simple. Like, I think if you're marrying just for attraction, then your marriage won't last. Yeah. But originally, I knew nothing about him. I just knew that he was fine, and I wanted to know more. Yeah. Right? And so there's that. And so we went on this journey of getting to know each other more. Um, And there were 
definitely along the journey, there's parts of him that are were very ugly, parts of me that were very ugly. Yeah. Um, but the attraction, I guess, would sustain us for just, you know, just for a little bit. Yeah. But it was also the love of God, the passion for God. Um, I think it, it's just a combo of it all. Yeah, you know? for sure. And so I, can't, I believe that you can't have one without the other. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Right. A yeah. thousand percent. Yeah. I'm just, I, I just think that's going to be very, very helpful because I, I hear from a lot of young adults. Oh, my goodness. Who are out here trying to figure it out. And in ministry, exasperates because it's only within the church ministry and just in the church circle yeah. which i'm sure you experience this where people will come to you and say hey god told me yeah that you're the one and i'm like first of all he would have given me that <laughs> information first second of all how he gonna tell you that and you are not even yeah what i'm attracted to yeah and so that would that that used to trip me out when i was when i was single if yeah all the god told me yeah that i'm that i'm the one i'm like nah there's no way i he, I, he knows what i like <laughs> I remember uh, I get, gave my life to Jesus, and um, in '96 I moved out here in '97. But those 18 months in between me giving my life to Jesus and then moving here was like I was bombarded with suggestions on who to connect with, and this this person loves God, and I'm like, Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean. And I remember, I remember there was this one girl. My mom was like, "You need to get with her." And I was like, "She's beautiful, and she outweighs me three times." <laughs> she was a very voluptuous girl. Um, and my mom just like she was like, "You're typeset, and this is why God won't bless you." Mm. Cause you're typeset and you're not open to who the Lord wants to bring you. And I was like, mama, now this is too crass. Forgive me. Forgive me. (laughs) I said, mama, she can't get on top of me. (laughs) Cause I would get smothered. And she burst out laughing. <laughs> like, I had to give her the visual. I said, we're going to only be able to do it one way. You know that, right? Because I could die. Oh, my God. I could suffocate. I suffocate. I'm trying to find somebody oh I can actually <laughs> be compatible with physically. But see, that's you, though, right? That's me. That's, yeah, because some men love a bigger, bigger. Yes. Like, they're like looking for that, right? right. I, I just think we have, we have, you know, when we tell people don't have a type. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And, you know, like it's supposed to be this random surprise. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abraham's wife, Sarai, Sarah was fine. Absolutely. So fine he had to lie about right, it. Right? Exactly, yeah. Isaac's wife was so fine that when he saw her coming on the horse, he sprinted towards right. her, yeah, yeah. grabbed her, and ran him into his mama's tent. Absolutely. He ain't grieving no more. Right, exactly. Jacob worked years. Rachel was so fine. <laughs> this man said, yep. That he, he, lived, he worked seven years for her, Absolutely. gets duped, works another, <laughs> another seven. <laughs> and said, it's all good. It was worth it. So, I mean, I, I just wanted, I just think it's very, very helpful yeah. to hear that. Absolutely. From a couple in ministry where so much pressure right. is put on the, the the Spiritual you need to get side. married you need yeah, to get yeah. married you need mm-hmm. to get married and they need to be a woman of god they need to be a woman of prayer and 
And right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <And>. <laughs> I want her to be fine. Right. I want him to be fine. Right. I want this exactly. to be pleasing to the eye. Right. right. Um. So thank you for answering that. I remember hope that- you went into Express. Remember the story you said I was thick, thick. Oh yeah, that, <laughs> that is very true. My dream come true. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a friend of mine. Shout out Reggie, and because people have been talking, and this was yeah. I said, I said, I saw her on the video. And we're about to go to this IHOP date. This is before the IHOP date. I had a boy of mine, and she worked at Express in North Park. I said, homie, just just go into Express and see. Just do it. Just make sure. Because I just want to make sure she's fine. I you, said, check. You, you, you sent somebody, somebody to do recon? Look, so just, I said, just make Even before sure. IHOP? <laughs> Even before IHOP. Because I, I hadn't seen you, in person. You were only from like, the, <laughs> it was a crop shot. <laughs> it was, it was, it was a, just no, a floating head. Shot. I, I went through a lot he was like, nah, 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 nah. God has done a miracle in my life. And you were like, go see if that body. I am, I am five. I am five Enneagram. I did my due diligence investigation. I said, go. This is classic. It's a, it's a great story. And so I never get him come out of express. He's like, yo, it ain't just a face. She bad. She is bad. And she thick too, dog. I said, really? That was that chicken. That was that chicken. That was that chicken. I didn't think no more, that, that, but I was thick that was that Arkansas chick. Oh that was that, uh, what was it? Uh, McDonald's double cheeseburger. That golden chick. Shout out golden Listen, chick. I see if I, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Yeah, exactly. After, hey, and do you know William's chicken? <laughs> yes, I uh-huh. know William's chicken. That's my cousin. I'm dead. No, what? it's not. Hiawatha Williams is my cousin. Uh, uh-huh. I did not know that. Uh-huh. As so long as I've known you with the pepper. Uh-huh. No branding on the box. Uh-uh. No branding on the box. <laughs> and ain't and ain't leaving the hood. Exactly. Only black people and white people and Mexicans that. in the hood get this chicken. <laughs> I'm not bringing it to South Lake. Oh my God. Yeah. So no, no. But, but but even that, right? That's the point, yeah. That's not lust. And yeah. That's not superficiality. Right. That's like real life that's real life man i yeah, just yeah. i just want to normalize like attraction, attraction. and beauty and right. grooming and right. yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. you want to you want to get married and you never leave a house right. or you don't yeah. care about doing your <laughs> hair yourself, right. or like th- unless you're gonna marry the amazon man like who coming <laughs> right yeah no absolutely so yeah no i appreciate that I appreciate it. And I that. think it speaks to the incredible, just the incredible God that we have, that he would give us different types and different shapes and all kinds of that so that we could even be attracted to other people. That's what makes love beautiful, is that you look good to that person. And like other people would be like, eh, but to whoever that person that's in love with you, man, you have got their attention. And so, oh. Attraction. Okay. Definitely I'm, matters. I'm so grateful you brought this up, <laughs> Mr. Madhu. Because you are African American. Very, very true. Very African. <laughs> the realest African American <laughs> that you've ever seen. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. And Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. You are very <laughs> Caucasian. Um, wait, am I? You are okay. very. I didn't know that. Now, now you do know I you have a black card and okay, you've been thanks. invited okay, to the yeah. barbecue. <laughs> but I'm just saying. Yes, you, I'm very. Yeah, you're, you're, you're very. 
Did you say Waiheti? Waiheti. <laughs> <laughs> what was the comedian that said that? Uh, that's uh, what's his name? Uh, oh my goodness! I can see his face, but it was the comedian. Some really funny comedian. Okay. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So you're attracted to each other, mm-hmm. which I'm from Southern Cal, so I'm like, whoever is the cutest wins. Like that's where I'm from. Right. The South is mad different. You know yeah, what I mean? Very true. Did y'all run into any of that? When y'all got together, from your families or from your friends or from anybody, not from family. Okay, thank God, which to me is um, the greatest blessing. But then for some people, it's like because your parents are Nigerian, absolutely. So, like, yeah, history background. My dad is Nigerian. Mm-hmm. Um, came to America in 1977, and was actually told when he came to America, uh, "Do not marry an American woman." By his Nigerian family. He said, when wow. you get to America. Find a Nigerian? Find a Nigerian. Wow. Well, my dad's at Texas A&M. He's in the library, and he sees my mom. He actually thought from her features, because my mom has a gap just like my grandmother. Wow. And so she has Igbo Nigerian features. Mm-hmm. So my dad sees her in the library, rolls up on her, and says, excuse me. <laughs> Are you a foreigner? Are you from Nigeria? And my mom was like, annoyed, but she was like, uh, No. Okay, I'm sorry. And they <laughs> kept kept bumping into each other. Kept bumping into each other in the library. Ended up dating. Got married. Had me. And uh, not all his family was happy about it. But oh. he made a decision for them. And so I think my dad having that that background, yep. kind of walking yeah. through that, made him go, "Hey, at the end of the day, look at the character of this person's life. Yep. Are you attracted to him?" And so my parents never had any had any issues yeah. with me marrying white, black, yeah, yeah, yeah. whoever. Yeah. Um, they just said, hey, what is the character of their life? But living in Dallas, Texas, in the South, mm. oh, my goodness. Yeah, just you feel it when you go mm. out to the restaurant, when you go out to other places. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest things, especially in a racial relationship, you have to ask yourself, are you going to allow the external voices of other people uh, to affect your relationship and your marriage? But the, the greatest blessing I had is that my parents were like, hey, has nothing to do yeah. with the exterior. Like we love who she is as a, as a person. Yeah. And my family honestly is the same. Yeah. So being from Arkansas, I'm from South Arkansas. So North Arkansas, I would say is probably predominantly white, but where I come from, it's probably like 75% African-American. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. And so like, if you go back to my childhood, like friend groups and photos, like it's super diverse. Yeah. Right. What's crazy is, is he grew up around predominantly white. I went to a predominantly white church, yeah. uh, private school. White, yeah. yeah, so like completely the different. The church, groups. your family was the first African-American oh, family yeah. Yeah. Where, he, where he grew up. Your so family he, was integration. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to be so mad when I was at this church, the only black kid in the youth group. I'm like, Dad, I'm sick of this youth group. I want to go in, my, in classic Nigerian form. How can this church ever become diverse if every black person leaves? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has to stay if it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but why we got to be the Why do I got to be the son <laughs> yeah, exactly. of the, of the parents? Why I got to be Frederick <laughs> Douglass here? I want to go somewhere else. <laughs> Frederick Douglass. <laughs> 
11. That's hilarious. So literally, <laughs> that was his philosophy. And what's crazy is, as we stayed over the years, it got more diverse. Wow. But yeah, I was I was actually sneaking out to the Potter's house just because yeah. I'm like, I can't do. Just to get a fix. Oh, my goodness. If just I get hear the, one more a clap DC, on the two and the four. Yes, yeah, so I hear one more DC Talk song, I'm going to lose my mind. Can I just <laughs> hear an or? Can I hear an or? DC Talk. <laughs> Why is Toby back <laughs> leading worship? I love Carmen, but can I just Listen. get an organ? Carmen. <laughs> just once. Chow. So, I'm not yes. going to even get into that. <laughs> All right. No, so. but the thing is, is he was raised around predominantly white. I was raised around predominantly African-American. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, I don't know, like I, it was always, talk about from seven, eight, nine years old, whenever you start to understand like, oh, I like a boy. Mm-hmm. I always liked the black boy, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it was just what I was attracted to. Mm-hmm. And so when I, I, I feel like my family was already prepared and knew that I would marry a black man. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what, uh, Robert's my second boyfriend ever when 19, whenever I moved Wow. and black, handsome, fine. And so I think, I don't know, it's just weird. Cause you know, there's a whole thing about like not seeing color. Like we see color, obviously, yeah. like it's beautiful, yeah. you know, but at the same time, I never look at him and I'm like, or family and like, he's a, He's a black man or they're black. I just, it's like, we're just, I don't know how to explain it. Like, I love him for who he is yeah, for and sure. what he brings to my life. And but so. the family dynamic is real. Because even before I dated her, there was another uh, lady I dated and her white girl parents had issues with it. And that became a deal breaker for me in terms of, of like, if your family, if your family has an issue with it and you're somebody I'm marrying and you're somebody that we're about to have Kids with, for me, I said, it just, it's not going to work. So it ain't going to be us against the world. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that's just a hard battle uh, to fight. So I remember when I was considering proposing and I just went down to Arkansas to like for real meet the family. And I was, ah. You went yourself? You didn't see your friend? Uh, that's. <laughs> I, I didn't no, know. I went myself. I went myself. Arkansas. <laughs> And see how they treat you. I said, no, I'm going to see this for myself. And I was looking. I said, if I sense yeah. anything, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, rap. Yeah, 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 and yeah, man, yeah. when her dad was like, what's up? And you her, was looking for like a straight uncle? Right, exactly. <laughs> Be like, is that a Confederate flag? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Got to catch somebody slipping. Ooh, I was watching for oh, it. Oh, man, that's so funny. Once I, once I went down there and said it was good, I was like, all right, this will work. I love it. I love it. No, I appreciate you sharing that because, I mean, um, Embassy City, I, you know, the zip code we were in was uh, top 10 most racially diverse zip code in the United States of America. Man. Yet every church around there was either all black, all white, all Hispanic, all Asian. And I think I think three years after we were there, we had an explosion of interracial couples that started coming to the church i was like do they have like a pinterest app <laughs> right. like a pin drop they were like we're safe here yeah, right yeah exactly everybody come here because they just flooded right yeah. and it was like it like i'm talking like it was like black man white woman his hispanic guy black girl it was like short asian man tall swedish woman then it was like Viking God man with like Nubian princess woman. Like it was like the most yeah. beautiful array of these relationships that were starting to like fill our seats. And I was like, and they said like, we can fill it. 
Wow. We this is the per the first church we came in where we didn't feel it. Wow. Man. It, like imagine imagine somebody's racism being so strong they can't feel the presence oh, of God. My goodness. Golly. <laughs> Yeah. They walked into a church and couldn't feel God because they felt you. No, exactly. Man. Oh, dude. That's... No. no, you know what's crazy about that? And you would even know who this person is. But I will never forget when we were in the dating season, mm -hmm. a pastor who actually at the time, you know, looked up to. Yeah, Derek. Uh, <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. That, that's not who it was. I know who it is. I, but y'all probably like, Derek, Derek, Derek. Pastor Derek. <laughs> yeah, Derek is a fool. Oh, my God. No, nah, no, I'm just playing. I'm not. <laughs> you messed me up, but I was like, no. You almost made me say I'm not even going to say it. Not Derek. Derek. I'm not Derek. Lord. Not Derek. Lord. Oh, my God. I almost walked right into that. I was like, hold up. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go no. ahead. He pulls me to the side. He's like, "Hey, what's what's with this this white girl that you're talking about uh, that you're dating and might marry?" I'm like, "Oh, Taylor." He's like, "Yeah." He goes, uh, "You think you're gonna marry her?" I said, yeah, "Yes, sir. I, I think I, I am gonna propose." He's like, "Do you ever think you'll pastor a church one day?" At the time, I was just on the road speaking to different churches. I said, "Maybe." He's like, "Ah," oh. he said, "If you're gonna pastor, it's gonna be a problem. It's gonna be a problem." He said, "Because every time you get up in a church." with a white wife, you are going to tick off two groups of people. It's like every time you get up there, you're going to make black women mad and white men mad. He's like, and there's no way it'll work as a church. And so I've never forgot when he said that, and you fast forward now to our church that's two years old <laughs> and seeing thousands of people. <laughs> that, did, that did not <laughs> age well right, Exactly. And it's just, it's just one of those things where I think it comes back to this reality in any relationship, in any marriage, is who is going to be the residing voice that you're going to listen to. Absolutely there's correct. always, all the way from the Garden of Eden, from the time the serpent came in, there's always going to be an external voice mm -hmm. that's going to fight to break up the unity of your marriage. And I tell people all the time, because same thing, we get interracial couples all the time, and they ask questions, and it's almost like they feel like there's going to be some unique challenge because of like melanin yeah. I, I, the greatest clash is going to be your family culture that's right and their family Big culture facts. that is going Big to be the biggest collision both correct. of my parents are black yeah, yeah yeah blackity black but my dad was born and raised in nigeria that's right my mom is from east texas right and those two cultures collided that's right all that's right the time. yeah yeah and so that's that's the biggest challenge when it comes to relationships it's your family yeah your family culture not skin i i um uh, Juliet is Afro-Caribbean. I'm African-American. Our first few years, just on a cultural level, yeah. Yeah. were wild. Because I'm like, why are you doing that? Yeah. If anybody looks at her, like, oh, that's a beautiful black woman. My wife is not African-American. She is an island girl. Yeah. That mentality is completely different yeah, yeah, yeah. than an American woman. Absolutely. And so, yeah, there is skin ain't what's going to make the common denominator and all we're going to get along because we're, nah, it's that family of origin. If it was, the divorce rate would be different. Child. <laughs> yeah. It ain't like, oh, working. Same race. Yeah, yeah the divorce, the yeah, divorce rate goes out. No, nah, everybody out here in these streets. Everybody out here blowing up. <laughs> exactly. Speaking of which, the dude that told you. <laughs> 
I'm dead. <laughs> Don't finish the sentence. <laughs> the, the people will figure it out. Oh, stop. <laughs> look. He wound up look. alone. Leave Derek, leave Derek alone. I'm just saying. Derek couldn't keep his own marriage together. <laughs> I'm just Leave saying. Derek alone. Derek should have. Oh, I'm sweating Lord, now. Derek. Lord. Bless Derek. All I'm saying is, <laughs> Derek might have. Oh, God. Uh, maybe he should have been paying more attention to what was going on in his own house instead oh, of looking at the at the melanin. Oh, wow. Very true. Uh, <laughs> you know, the Bible is good. <laughs> you know, Scripture is important oh my god uh how do you transition from that <laughs> all i'm saying is keep your mouth off people's Man. relationships yeah, exactly wow yeah 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 like you might have some oh, i don't know if they gonna make it i don't know well, mind your business exactly i think everybody needs to mind their business and figure Man. it out you know 100%. work first of all work out your own soul salvation that's in the bible yeah, yeah. but then i mean people's marriages they, everybody trying to figure it out yeah and and you're starting from you're starting from scratch because every couple has to figure out what's going to work for them. Yeah. You take the best of what you saw from your parents and your parents, and then you got to still come in and, and create a new language of how your marriage is right. going to work. Absolutely. So there's no cookie cutter formula and make sure you get with somebody that's like this. And, ugh. Yeah. and my philosophy is if they're dating, engaged, and you truly care about that person, yeah, say all you want to say then. But once that ceremony happens. Shut up. Yeah. And they're in covenant. I don't want to hear nothing else. Speak now or forever Except hold your peace. 1,000%. Right? Shut up yeah. after that. Absolutely. Yeah. Stay out of people's marriages, man. So true. I don't know who that's for. Take your mouth off people. <laughs> Come on. Get a life. <laughs> I don't know. I felt that thing strong. <laughs> Yes, back sir. to you all <laughs> <laughs> it's true all right so so uh six years dating 11 years married two years pastor in a church yes with youngins mm -hmm. yes eight yeah. seven and five help us mm -hmm. what's that like mm -hmm. what's your life like right now mm -hmm. Because yeah. because when y'all married, when y'all got married, this is a traveling mm -hmm. man, yeah, right? And there's a rhythm that comes before babies. Then there's a rhythm that comes after babies, Absolutely. right? But then when you transition to the pastorate, I was just talking with somebody about this the other day. A dear friend of mine called me and was like, I think I'm depressed. So, really, he said, um, I miss the road. Like, I love being a pastor, but I miss the road. And I'm trying to, like, embrace this, but I miss everything that came with the road. Not just the road, but just everything that came with it. And it wasn't carnal or superficial. It was a longing. Yeah. And I told him, I said, um, you're not depressed but you are grieving. Wow. And I said, until you write the eulogy for your previous season, you won't be able to fully embrace the one you're in now. Wow. Because you can't properly leave what you don't properly grieve. Man, that's great. So, you, 
you spent years on the road, right? Yeah. As did I. Mm-hmm. And then the pastorate brings with it a whole different cadence and rhythm. Not just to the ministerial life, but also to the marriage as well. So so what does it look like for y'all the last two? Because this is a baby. Y'all gave birth to baby Huey. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. So let's... Very Let's true. contextualize that. You know, y'all didn't have like the typical like we started with seventy five people, and after two years, praise God, we're at two twenty. Yeah, yeah, right. Woo, jazz hands, <laughs> right? Y'all was like, we started with a thousand, and now we're at nine hundred and ninety nine thousand. Wildly exaggerative, oh but kind of what it yeah. feels like, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so talk to us about what it's like to be. Young, married, stewarding a family, a relationship, and a growing ministry. Well, backing up to the season we were on the road, you know, that was 16 years, and I loved it. Loved that season, especially when it was just us two. Talk about a season. Oh, my goodness. Those were our vacations. Exactly. It's like it is honeymoon. Every single week. Yeah. And I sometimes go back to those moments of like, wow, remember when it was just <laughs> us two on the road? Love my little humans. But no, that that season was was amazing. It was awesome. She is Wonder Woman and was holding it down at home. And we got into that rhythm and that was great. Obviously the kids changed that dynamic in that season. But I'll tell you a defining moment was the pandemic. The pandemic was a defining moment because I could tell that the road season was shifting. Uh, it was the weirdest thing. I would be going to churches, and I was the guy who was like, I'm going to be on the road for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pastor. You know, you mm-hmm. tell God all mm-hmm. these things. I, mm-hmm. I'm not a pastor, God. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. to preach to these churches, but I am not trying mm-hmm. to pastor one. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, I would go to these churches, and I would be in the service, and they would be doing, like, baptism that day, and I would be weeping. While they're doing baptism, I'm like, what is wrong with me? And then I'd be watching them like, man, I've never baptized anybody. I just preach and leave. And I'm like, and these are emotions I would have never had. I would be in green rooms and pastors would come up to me. They'd be like, this is Billy. Billy used to be on drugs, but guess what? Billy's now our head usher. And we watched him go from a drug addict to head usher. And I'm like, I don't have stories like that. All I, I have don't have a Billy. <laughs> I don't have a Billy. And I was like, oh, this is not even how I'm wanting. So I knew God was saying this season is coming to an end, but had no clue what the next season was. So then out of the blue, we start these things called social nights. And we're like, you know what? Okay, let me just do something in our city and we'll do it once a month. And uh, we did that. And it was awesome i knew the first time we did it honestly it was june 2nd 2019 that first social night at granada theater here in dallas and i remember sitting there and i'm like oh god i know what you're doing Mm. i'm like i don't want a pastor but if i did my church would feel like this room right now Mm -hmm. and so we just did that faithfully for once a month but then those were just sunday night services i'm still on the road traveling but still in this weird season of like hey Something is something about this season on the road is is over, but I don't know what's next. Well, that goes 2019, 2020. We say, let's not do it once a month. Let's do it every single week, but still Sunday nights, still preaching at churches in the morning, 
coming to do these social nights at night and I'm getting more excited to come to the social night mm. than I am about the churches I'm preaching in the morning. Well, then pandemic hits and I'm getting calls from all these churches saying cancellation, cancellation. Can-. And what that did to my soul, let me know how much of my identity was mm. connected to churches calling me. Mm-hmm. And so 2020, I call it our breaking season, especially my breaking season, because for the first time, I'm feeling depressed. I can't go out. I'm in the house. I'm realizing as I'm in the house with our little kids how much she has been holding it down and how my family had developed a rhythm. Without you. Without me. Absolutely. Because daddy was always coming home from the road, and because she is Wonder Woman, She's like, oh, okay, I'll do the bad time. I'll do the bad time. And so now that I'm stuck and I can't go out and everything's shut down, I'm literally weeping going, man, these moments I missed out on preaching on the stages when this is the prize right here. And so, man, it was the most brutal but beautiful season Mm. of my life in 2020 because out of that breaking, out of that depression, I I finally went to counseling. (laughs) I got a counselor during this season. She had always had counseling and I I talked to a counselor and processed different emotions and um, came out of that 2020 season. And then with clarity, I was like, y'all are supposed to plant a church. And so 2021 was us stepping out in faith and planning it. But I can honestly say it's not, it's not been easy, but I enjoyed this season Mm. so much more than the season on the road because we are doing it together mm-hmm. to see her flow and her gift and her calling and her grace and see how much our two uh, giftings align uh, together. Uh, Cause we do truly do co-lead uh, this church is absolutely amazing. And then I'm home yep. with yep. my kids. Now yep. I'm like, I mean, for me to get on the airplane now, good Lord. <laughs> I, can't, I ain't, I ain't going. It's like a text now, message, like yeah. responding to a text message. <laughs> right. yeah. I'm not getting back to all, you at all. Ever again. I don't have executive platinum oh anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have, true. We don't. I have been demoted in all my status. Oh God! But no, That's I would. Hilarious. I would say for me, it has not been easy. It is a new muscle where yeah, for we're sure. learning. But I love this season so much more. And now the challenge. Now the challenge of this season now is, although I'm home more challenges to actually be home mm-hmm. while I'm home yes. mm-hmm. because mentally sometimes absolutely <gasps> you're still trailing off all the stuff in, in the church but it's 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 been beautiful and God's been been strengthening us. yeah but yeah you, you want to know what 2020 was for me <laughs> well 2020 I would say life on the road was incredible to mm-hmm. me like I had never been on an airplane before okay really yes mm-hmm. so that's wild, right? Oh. I only I only saw so much on TV. Like yeah. once again, my small town, it wasn't like ghost town, but like Applebee's was the main restaurant, like Walmart, we hung out at Walmart on a Friday night, you know. And so Club Walmart. Yes. McDonald's <laughs> was in Walmart, so that was a thing too, it you was. know, the french fries and you know what I'm <laughs> So, anyways, I'm like sodium. Sodium. Back to the sodium. <laughs> Sodium. <laughs> this thickness is brought to you by I know, I'm like, wait, McDonald's. I'm, I'm, is this a campaign? And golden chick. <laughs> no, oh, but you keep throwing golden chick in there. Was that another <laughs> spot? That was a spot. <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah. Yep. No, so um, life traveling the world. I mean, we go to like every country 
all across the U.S. It was like a dream, right? Yeah. Um, but I would say it was 2020 when the pandemic hit that I realized it highlighted how we weren't as healthy as we thought we were. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was able to be open about some things and vulnerable with me, which was actually it gutted me. But at the same time, I feel like it was a setup for what was ahead for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so God, it was so kind to tuck us away in mm-hmm. 2020 mm-hmm. when the world was shut down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm so grateful that we were tucked away in healing versus mm-hmm. like allowing us to lead a church unhealthy and broken and very sick. And then all of a sudden that um, impact and the yep. aftermath of pastors falling or pastors yeah, <laughs> crumbling yeah, yeah. to yeah, the yeah, ground. For sure. you know? Absolutely, yeah. And so 2020 to me was like the greatest gift to us mm-hmm. and to also Social Dallas. Yep. And so we learned a lot. We healed a lot. Um, we grew together a lot. We made a lot of adjustments mm-hmm. um, that were necessary to sustain us for the days to come. And now I feel like we are, gosh, I feel like we, our marriage is better than we've ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, our family, our family dynamics, we've caught a rhythm. Um, it's it's a lot balance in church, uh, especially when it's thousands of people coming. I feel like it's growing quicker than even like the the systems and the structure. Yep. But I also feel so confident in the call. I know that God's grace is for the journey, mm-hmm. and so I feel like we're on only on the up and up. Yeah. You know, and I think it's what we talked about earlier. It's like because of what we went through prior, um, we're, we've been equipped for the journey. Yeah. And so I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I feel like we're living in our best days. That's awesome. Truly. Mm-hmm. I wish somebody would have told me, you know, when you're in church, they like talk about premarital counseling, like premarital, premarital. And then it's like after the premarital, you're good. I wish somebody would have told me you need counseling for every major shift Absolutely and adjustment yeah. in your marriage. And yeah. so I was the guy who was like, ah, counseling, whatever. Yeah. But man, it took the breaking of 2020 to make me realize, oh, we've had some major life changes. Three kids back to back to back, a church all of that, like, we need somebody to process this. Yeah, for sure. With. And um, shout out Dr. Litchie, who just saved my life on Zoom yeah. in sessions and allowed me to open up and just see some different things that I didn't realize how unhealthy I got. How, how, how long were y'all married? Um, 2020 would have been year what? eight. Year eight. eight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay, so here, here's what's important for any married couple to know. Because, uh, again, 24 years for Juliet and I this year. 49 for my parents um every eight to ten years mm-hmm. really seven to ten there has to be an adjustment man yeah exactly what i counselor said yeah wow has to be an adjustment mm-hmm. because the dance that worked in one season won't work in the next yeah. and somebody has to stop dancing man. Mm-hmm. or something will make you stop dancing yeah. wow <laughs> man Right. And so whether it's the husband or the wife, somebody has to stop doing the dance first, which is already going to be disruptive because it's like we're not doing our dance. Our song is on. We're not doing our dance. And it's like this dance don't work no more. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? My feet hurt. Yeah. I know for sure. My toes. Yes. I can't do ballet no more. (laughs) Not after three kids. I'm not doing ballet. Uh You know what I mean? I'm going to start crumping. Yeah. (laughs) Violently. I'm going to start crumping violently. But I can't do this dance no more. And so I think there's a. I think there's something to be said about um, uh, the pause because, to your point, Tay, people get people ride past those warning signs, 
and then wind up in that category of the ministry blew up, public divorce, whatever. Because nobody said, this is a sign that something needs to change. Right. Right. And so I I just, I appreciate y'all just being vulnerable about that because Listen, I tell I tell every person that wants to plant a church. Unless you heard a word from God. Oh my God. Let me tell you something. Don't do this. <laughs> exactly. Just don't do it. One thousand percent. Like don't 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 do it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because yeah. by if God gives you a burden to plant a church, he actually trusts you to square up against a demonic stronghold. Yeah. And or principality. Absolutely. That's what he. Yeah. Like to bring you to Dallas and not like, it's so cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The Lord's literally like, I'm sick of this demonic stronghold. Absolutely. And I need somebody to bring heaven to earth. Absolutely. You're squaring up against a demon, fam. Yeah. Yeah. He's not playing fair. I can tell you that much. I bet you he ain't playing fair. (laughs) Right. He means to take you out by any means necessary. Right. So if that comes with the call. When I hear these dudes talking about, I went to vacation in Destin, and I just thought, this would be a great spot. If I ever plant a church, (laughs) it's going to be here. (laughs) I'm like, you're going to get your ass kicked. (laughs) You're going to have the bloodiest nose. Satan is about to put his foot so far. Up Real. your spiritual colon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That you are going to be sore. Oh, my goodness. And you're never going to sit down again. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, my brain is like, church planning shouldn't be popular. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trendy. It should be providential. Right, man. Absolutely. (laughs) Like church planning is not like, this ain't in vogue. Right. This is like a burden from God. Right. No, 100%. And we didn't plant without it. And you came and even spoke before we did the official Yeah, Was it social night? It was a social night. It was a social night. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget it. At Granada Theater. Yeah. And we were like, like we don't know yeah but right now we're just being faithful to these <laughs> these little services every single sunday night but i have not gotten a word with clarity yep. and assurance yep. that this is supposed to be a church yeah. right now we got up every single sunday night and said this is a gathering yeah yeah the city yes, of you dallas did. Yeah. we did where yeah. we have worship sure did. and, we have, <laughs> yeah. and people are like that's my church well it's not a church <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a gathering it's a gathering <laughs> it's a picnic <laughs> but wait a minute you preach the word in worship yes but it's a gathering not a church <laughs> Y'all were were relentless on it too. (laughs) (laughs) We tied here. No, you don't. (laughs) You gave a donation. (laughs) That was not a tie. Exactly. (laughs) This is a for-profit ministry, and it is to your profit to give to this gathering. That Um, is hilarious. No, because I've seen too many people make that decision out of, oh, this sounds cool. And I knew, I think because I was on the road talking to so many pastors. And I know what what you come up against. That I was like, Lord, unless you give us, yeah, a clear, clear word, there's no way we're yep. gonna do it. Then once we got it, there was no turning back. Yep. And I have to go back to that call. Yep, uh, on the days when it's like, hey, 
this is tough. Yep. All right, so Taylor. Yeah. The Holy Spirit just hit me with this. Mm-hmm. So I want to, I want to, I see a little thread. Mm-hmm. So. Y'all got married uh-huh. and you had six years, which you both said was mutually beneficial yeah. before you actually um, got married. You're six years of dating and engagement yeah. before you got married, right? Because you were like, oh, okay, Lord, there's some things he was doing to me, some things he was doing to him. Cool. But this church you said is going faster, mm-hmm. growing faster mm-hmm. than you are comfortable with. And I feel like I'm just going to submit this to you. Mm-hmm. I feel like he put more in you than you realize. I receive it. And as fast Mm -hmm. as this feels, Mm -hmm. there is something he put in you that is deeper than you realize. And so my encouragement for you is to grab your shovel. Because there's more in there than you think. Wow. Mm-hmm. So good. Wow. I just need to say that. Oh, absolutely. I receive it. Yeah. Yeah, this is not going to overwhelm you and it's not going to consume you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There, there is more depth in you mm-hmm. than you even realize. Wow. And my encouragement is just get your shovel. That's because you because you because you you have everything you need for this absolutely you don't need to go grab anything else like there's nothing else to go get it's in there Mm -hmm. and you just got to dig a little deeper to get it out Mm -hmm. man that's so good i just need to say that come on i love it i receive it okay that is confirmation (sighs) is it absolutely yeah it is okay it's true yeah i um i'm actually um, stepping back into social girls, which is actually the way it all started. Yes. Because um, I was trying to serve and help my pastor's wife at the time, her women's ministry. And, I, you know, she was doing things. And I was like, let me just come alongside and help. And so I um, watched a photo shoot to help her. And it was in that moment that something like was sparked in my heart and in my spirit to host a women's gathering. Um, so I did like a photo shoot, but then all this, res- the response from the women online, like, I want to come, I want to come, I want to come. And so over time I was like, okay, let's do a, like a gathering in the city of Dallas. Right. And so, um, we did, it was 50 and that was called social girls. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was like 240. I wasn't expecting anything. And then the third one was like 350 at Granada theater. And then when I was doing it, um, he came that night and it was something in both of us. It was like, let's, yeah. let's make space for men as well. And then the next month was social night and that's how it all began. But because of the demand of social Dallas, 
Um, my priority is obviously my marriage, my kids, and then social, right? Um, but Social Girls has been put on the back burner because of the demand of Social Dallas. I'm trying to just bring support. I just want social healthy. I want us healthy, right? Yeah, for right? sure. For sure. And so as of tomorrow, is it tomorrow? Yeah, I re, almost like there's a, a big push and relaunch of Social Girls. Oh, my gosh. And, it's, and the yeah. theme is actually That's gardening. <laughs> yeah. Are it's you? like, no. And, like, the Lord has been speaking to me through my, you know, I have a garden. Do you know that? classic conversation with two yeah. of every single time. No. Yeah. And Absolutely. so it's it's very interesting because, like, all the women are getting seeds. Like, or they don't know that. They'll know that by this time. But, yeah, the whole theme is literally digging, getting your hands dirty. Oh like, let's go because... We're about to step into this thing, whatever this thing is that God has. And so I think it's it's heavy. Ministry's heavy. It is, for sure. You know, it's like the greatest thing in the world, but yeah. also um, it's weighty. Yeah. And so I think I wrestle with just like with that reality of like when you say yes, like for real, for real, like yeah. buckle up and get ready. Yeah. Because you're you're fighting the way I want to do church, I want to yeah. come again. I'm like miracle signs and wonders. <laughs> right, right, right. And like we are literally fighting demons. I want people to be free. Yeah, for sure. So it's like not a small thing. Yeah. And it's it's a big commitment to say, I'm going to step into this thing and give my all. And I think you're never just fighting for yourself, but you're fighting for all of the thousands of people that are, that are on the other side that desperately need your yes yeah. um, in order to step into their freedom. Yeah. And so I do wrestle with it and yeah. i'm good i'm so good with behind the scenes and yeah. but but yes anyways all that to say i receive it because we're stepping into this thing tomorrow night so that's really unbelievable really cool. Come on. yeah oh my gosh yeah it makes me emotional that's so sweet he loves you tay that's the so bottom sweet. line your daddy loves you sweet all right um we're gonna just keep in this vein because i just <laughs> i'm like I'm, I, this is never i'm telling y'all right now this has never happened on any podcast what? Really? I've ever done where I feel like God's giving me word of knowledge gotcha, come and stuff on. I'm here like, for it so come this on. is I'm here like for the word I'm, 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 I'm kind of bugging out right now because I'm come like because it's off brand <laughs> you're like this is not I, I'm not asking no questions come no on this, this is just word of knowledge going off alright so now it's your turn Rob yes, come on so uh, um, this church is two years old you started with how many Started about two hundred people, and it is uh, about you know in the system five thousand people, yeah. <laughs> yeah. something like that. Okay, so <laughs> here's I'm so I'm so hesitant to say know. numbers, you know, because I was around so many pastors that lied about. Yeah, yeah, no, I <laughs> understand. Like, you know, You're like, let's, somebody give me the the sheet from Sunday. <laughs> right, <exactly. laughs> I want. Empirical data. <laughs> let me see. Yeah, no, no. Okay, so let let's go from two hundred to five thousand in two years. That's big. Okay. Um, the church in Acts went a little faster. Peter's first sermon was three thousand. His second, two thousand more, and we're mega church. The first, the first sermon was a mega church, yeah. and then they have five thousand before the fifth chapter of Acts. Right. So, yeah. mm -hmm. pew. Okay. Here's the thing. When growth happens that fast, you have to change as fast as those numbers. Yeah. And I'm just submitting all this to y'all. Yeah. 
I've never this has never happened. <laughs> so it's kind of wild. Okay, but I'm just gonna go with it. And if it's too much, you can be like, God, I hate this show. We're out. <laughs> so, 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 so when when the numbers change that fast, you have to change with them, which means that you have to calibrate the staff to the fact that who you are now, you may not be in the next 90 days. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. That the leaders you are now, you may not be in the next 120 days yeah. because stuff is changing fast. Mm -hmm. yeah. And who you were as pastors of 200 people, you couldn't stay the same at a thousand. Yeah. Let alone two, three, four, five. And so I, what I want to submit to you is to not allow the leader you were yesterday to attempt to lead the people you need to lead tomorrow. Do not be afraid to go, I know I said. I know I said I was doing this. Yeah. Psych. Yep. We're at 5,000. I can't do that. No, oh, right. no. Oh, but you only did it for seven weeks. Yeah, I yeah. know. <laughs> right. But after Easter, these jokers stayed. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the Irving Convention Center. Oh, oh no, no. Uh, the the, the uh, Toyota, Toyota Music Factory. Yeah. You went to the Toyota Music Factory and 1,500 people came back home with us. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I know that I said this is the new org chart and it just changed right. again. Yeah, Honestly, exactly. Man. the org chart. <laughs> the org chart. <laughs> yeah, it changes weekly. Right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. So I just, I just feel like... I just feel like you, you, you have to do that. Man. That's great. Because nobody else come, is going to come do that for you. Yeah. And people will keep you where you said you were. Right. Yeah, yeah, So you have to give the update. Man. Wow, that's great. That's so good. And I honestly feel like for you all, where other people would change every two to three years with some healthy growth, y'all have had to change every four to seven months. Man. Yeah. Absolutely. So true. But, but you're not inconsistent. Man. You're not confused. You're not, oh man, we don't know what's going on over there. You are changing as it's growing. Wow. Wow. Man. All right. Let me, let me, now let me, let, me give, let me give you a Bible. Come on. You know what I'm saying? Hey. You know. See, this is why you got to pick your podcast. Oh my God, a counseling <laughs> session with Tim. This is why you pick your podcast. Oh. Let me just say, you want me to do your podcast? I need a word of knowledge. <laughs> For the season I'm in. Oh, you're so and funny. that's why I am here today. All right, so this, so this is Acts chapter number six, okay? Uh, but as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. Wow. The Greek-speaking believers complained about the Hebrew-speaking believers, saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily food distribution. So the 12 called a meeting of all the believers. They said... Now, remember, the 12 called a meeting of all the believers, not themselves. Mm. They said this in front of the whole congregation, right? We apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. 
I know I baptized all of y'all myself right. <laughs> two years ago. Damn. I can't baptize y'all no more. <laughs> y'all gonna have to get baptized while I'm preaching this word. It's right. too many of y'all, right? I can't get back in the pool with y'all, right? Um, uh, we apostles should spend our time teaching the word of God, not running a food program. And so, brothers, select seven men who are well-respected and are all full of the spirit and wisdom. We will give them this responsibility. We will. I need to say that in a different tone. We will give them this responsibility. Then we apostles can spend our time in prayer and teaching the word. Everyone liked the idea, and they chose the following. Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit. Philip, Procurus, uh, Procurus. I don't like his name. Uh, Nicanor, Timon, Parmenas, and Nicholas of Antioch an earlier convert uh, to the Jewish faith. These seven were presented to the apostles who prayed for them as they laid their hands on them. So God's message continued to spread. The number of believers greatly increased in Jerusalem and many of the Jewish priests were converted. Too. Wow. wow. All because they real time adjustments. Yeah. We can't do it no more. Right. We used to, we can't. Yeah. Mm. So something's got to change. It's got to change now. Right. And they made the move and guess what? More growth happened. Exactly. Man, wow. Come on. It's Gosh, so freeing. A lot of times, ooh, thank you, Holy Spirit. A lot of times as leaders of a movement, we think we need to be tweaking where everybody else is in the org. Man, this is good. <laughs> this is like for my soul. <laughs> Golly. And I'm telling you, wow. this is as much for you. Yeah. As it is them. Absolutely. So don't let the growth allow you to move everybody else in these different positions. And y'all are bound to stay in the same. I think also the expectations of people. That's correct. It's Absolutely. just keeping up. Like, I mean, I was out in the lobby on Sunday because I put this. And I want to be. That's that's the challenge is my personality. I want to be able to talk yeah. to every single person in the room. Yeah. I want to know your name. I want to know your dog's name. Yep. I want to know where you live. I want to go have coffee with you. Mm -hmm. But is that sustainable and realistic? Yep. If I want to lose my marriage and my family, it is. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe, absolutely correct. You know? Yeah, for sure. But it's like even Sunday I'm out in the lobby and there's individuals that I'm meeting and they're so kind. And it's like we're just wow that we get to meet the pastor and that you're in the lobby. So there's a part that's like – they're wowed by that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm honored that they're honored. Yeah. But also it's like, but is that sustainable every single Sunday for me to be shaking hands with every single person in the room? Yep. And so I think the hardest part on this side of things is the failed expectation of yeah. what the sheep, they, they, they have an expectation of the pastor. Yeah, for sure. And then we can't meet that. And yep. then they're mad and they leave the church or so, they're hurt. Absolutely. You know? yeah. but I, this is why I believe reading that scripture is helpful and yes. going back to it in Acts 6. They address all the believers. Mm -hmm. We can't do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Our, what you need from us is to pray and teach. Yeah. What you want is for me to hand you some green beans. Man. We can't. We can't. Yeah. We got to pray down the word from yeah. heaven. Yeah. Then we got to teach you what the Lord is saying. Man. We would love to continue handing you green beans. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not our role in your life. Man. Our role is to feed you. Right. Something spiritual. 
Steven and Procurus and Nicantor and whoever these other people I just named, <laughs> right. them jokers is gonna give you some green beans, right? right? But but I'm not gonna I'm gonna come out here with a word that is coherent, right? Exactly. <laughs> I exactly. can't come out here with a message that I just dialed in and mailed in because right. I was so tired in between services. Now I forgot point two right. during the second service or the third service or whatever the case. So so I feel like when you Everybody is able to accept change when when you when you cast a vision of it. Yeah. yeah. So don't make the change without giving them context to it. Gotcha. One of the tweaks you might have to make, Tay, is to get say, hey, I tell the staff, hey, I still want to greet everybody, but I can't do it individually anymore. I'm gonna roll in for five minutes and wherever they all are, I'm just gonna come in. Hey y'all, I'm so grateful you're here. I love you. I wish I had time to shake all of your hands and know the name of your pets. But we have another service or my kids need me. Mm-hmm. If somebody boos you mm-hmm. for saying, boo, I can't believe you're not going to spend time with me because of your kids. Yeah. Let them walk. Right. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Facts. That's a wolf. That ain't, right. that ain't a sheep no more. That's yeah. a wolf. Yeah. But I really do feel like the, 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 the org chart needs to change often. Because the numbers are changing so often. Gosh. I love that too because we our org chart changes all the time. And I'm always, I almost take it as like a failure. Exactly. Like get your That's crap together. Exactly. No. Like, you know, and no, so it's absolutely. like, dang, it changed again. Yeah. Oh, that person's changed. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. like we're yeah. failing as leaders. <laughs> yeah, What's no. wrong with us? No, 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 no. You know? So yeah, this absolutely. is really awesome to hear. And then it's like, yeah, you feel like you're not being the leader God's called you to be because you made this declaration. This is what it is. Right. And I said it. Right. And then stuff changes. Like, Wait. Oh no! Never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Come yeah, back yeah. And you feel like, well, I'm not being consistent. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's why that's why what 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 is going what works today may not work three months from now because of the rapid growth. And in the same way with them, they were constantly making changes and tweaking because it was moving faster than they anticipated. Peter didn't know three thousand people, not three hundred, fam. Yeah, we're talking about Jewish people too. We do know that that wasn't the first. The, the first 10 chapters up into the 10th chapter of Acts, it's the first 20 years of the church. It was all Jewish. Man. There were no Gentiles. Right. Until God tells Peter to go to Cornelius' house. Yeah. Everybody's a Jew for two decades. So talking about the conversion of Jewish people receiving Yeshua as Messiah and 3,000, 5,000, 7,000 people. Man. There's a lot of changing. Yeah. All right. Now, we got to do this visually. Both of y'all have good imagination, so just go with me on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, your, your org chart is always changing, right? But y'all up here, right, at the top. So this is what we're going to do to the org chart. We just went to the side. Yeah. Up. The org chart from the top down. Where are y'all? The top. Where are y'all? I'm sorry. Oh, but where are y'all? I'm like, is this a trick question? <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> to the left. <laughs> <laughs> We're moving to the side. You, you, We're getting out of the way. No, no, no. You're, you're up top here. Yes. Right? Yeah. And everybody's. Yeah. All right. Now I tipped it over. We're on the side. We're upset. Where? 
Please make this a clip for my feed. Y'all are tired. We've been here a long time. You're in the Does front. anyone else know the answer? Oh, front. You're yeah. in front, man. Yeah. <laughs> You're in front. Yeah, ma'am. Yeah. You're in front. This is this is yeah. a lot to live up to. Yeah. Man. Because everybody got to look up to you. Yeah. Right? They're looking up to you. That's a lot of pressure. Mm. So let's just tip it to the side. Wow. Now we're just in front. And that's where we're supposed to be. Yeah. Out in front. Visionaries, where the that God speaks to us about the direction that we're going, we're the lead, we're leading you somewhere. Yeah. We're out front, but that means everybody behind us now goes. Oh, we may not see what they see, but they're out front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas you're at the you're at the top. I don't see what you see. Wow, <laughs> man! I need to get up there with you. Then I can see what you see. No, no, I'm not even at the top. I'm just in the front. front. Wow. And I can't do any, everything. So let me just do what I can do. Right. And tweak what I can tweak and empower you mm-hmm. to do what you do. And that's yeah. the other thing. That's the other secret sauce about Act Six is the moment they empowered those guys. Man. Mm-hmm. They, they exploded with growth again. Man, yeah, absolutely. Empowering. So it is, it is in the divestment of the authority that God has given you wow. and being okay because whenever you plant a church, the people are really into the pastors first. So true. Yeah. Yeah. And then when you start weaning yourself, they're going to cry. Yeah. They're not spoiled. They're not, they're, you weaned your babies. They cried, right? And then they get over it. Or they don't. They say, do they? Or they don't. Or they don't. And let them go down the street and come back yeah. three times, right? Whatever. It's a, it's a body, right? And a healthy body eliminates. Wow. A healthy body eliminates, yeah. right? Wow. The only time, only, when, I, when I talk to lead pastors, I always tell them, the only time you should be nervous about elimination is if it's running out of you. Or if you have to force it out of you and it strains to come out. Mm. Other than that, there's just an ebb and flow to the body eliminating. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. It's a natural thing. But it's still growing. Absolutely. And it's still developing. So it's a shovel for you. And I I think for you, it's just like, I'm okay with change. Yeah. And I can calibrate you all to the change. But just know for this season, yeah. change is constant because our, because our growth is. Yeah. yeah. Can't expect me to do what I was doing when we had 1,100 people. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, it just, it's not going to work. Yeah. You know, you may not get your notes until Saturday. Right. I know you want them on Thursday or Friday, and it's better for graphics. And But I had to go, to, I had to take Evie to the park. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Same My way. study time ain't the same no more. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. three of us, not you know what I mean? Absolutely. It's a, it's a family of five now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not Damn. three or four, you know. Yeah. So I just I just submit that to y'all because Damn. that is incredibly helpful. fast growth does not have to equate to burnout. <sighs> exactly. No. Just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't. Yeah. So that is so good. And shout out to you for being one of the first voices in my life to say, hey, take July off. 
Yes, sir. <laughs> the first year. The magical month of July. <laughs> the seventh the first, month. The first year of the church. Yes, I sir. remember having that conversation uh-huh. with you and Pastor Mike. And I was like, this is crazy. Uh-huh. We just planted the church. Uh-huh. And you're going, bye. bye. <laughs> I said, we can't. And our church grew every single week we were gone. And we had to move to another venue. And now it is a yearly rhythm. Um, so, no. That's so good. Ah! Yeah. It's- hey, this is a, this this has never happened before. <laughs> really? <laughs> has it? I mean, this has never Damn. happened before. Gosh. Where I felt like the Lord just gave just started dropping dimes, like tell them yeah. now. And I'm like, yes, Lord. I mean, it's your pod, sir. Yes. So I'll do whatever you want me to do. <laughs> no, that's but he loves much y'all. Needed, yeah. He yeah. loves y'all. He loves this work that you're doing. And it, it 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 won't get so big that it crushes you. No, it's you're built for it. Mm-hmm. You're built for it, and it's just some tweaks. Yeah, it's just some tweaks. It's not as daunting as it feels. Yeah, it's just a few tweaks, and you're gonna be like, oh, the pressure is relieved. Yeah, and you're gonna have new people that sprout up, and and you're gonna go take that. Yeah, and they're gonna be like. Really? Oh yeah. You mm-hmm. take it. I'm not doing it no more. Yeah. Oh. Are you sure? Yep. <laughs> Positive. Positive. Yeah. Oh, and it's gonna be so liberating for you. Man. I'm so proud of y'all. Wow. Thank Thanks. you. Yes. This is so good. It's always been so just oh. like I'm telling you. I love y'all. So proud of y'all. Um, thank you for being on. Man, thanks for having Sweet. us. This was Refreshing to myself. This is the only podcast I will ever do because <laughs> I got what I needed. I hope I was helpful to your podcast. Oh because oh, you we have a check ready for the therapy session. Well, yeah, exactly. We actually do. Period. Sydney. Uh, oh my goodness. No, I I appreciate you all so oh, much, gosh. and no, our audience is going to be so blessed to hear your hearts yeah. and to hear your story and. Uh, this is just good. <laughs> okay, um, I ain't. That's it. Come on, I ain't got nothing else. The Lord's pushing <laughs> on me, and we ate, and so I don't want the itis to hit us. Yes, so sir. this this feels like a good, safe space to land. So, Perfect. thank you, Robert. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Taylor. Love you. I love you all so, love much. so much. I love your beautiful children, and um, I love y'all. And until next time, deuces. We just thought to take a little time out to thank the Lord.